Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Fildell, and today is June 23rd, 2023, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast. I'm joined today by our commodity specialist, Eric Thornton. Hello, Eric. Happy Friday. Hey, Mike. Happy Friday. Oh, my gosh. It's a week blew by, and you know what? Uh, I didn't ask you, but did you have a good Father's Day this last uh, weekend? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I did. It was my first Father's Day, so I got a little seven-month-old boy. I actually got a a golf towel, which I think some people may know I like golf, uh, with his picture on it. So he's uh, oh he's going to be my little caddy everywhere I go. Wow. Um, it's wow. pretty pretty cool, actually. It's like one of my favorite yeah. pictures of him. Um, That's cool. In, a, in the jolly jumper there, and he's jumping up and down airborne with a big smile on his face. So uh, if I'm having a bad day in the golf course, I'll just look at the towel, and uh, yeah. it'll put a smile right back on my face. But, yeah, it was a great Father's Day, and uh, good, good happy belated Father's Day to you as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was eating oysters. It was great. Ooh, and, your favorite. Uh, yeah, and, and beer. It was great. It's a good time. Well, you know, Eric, a lot's going to happen potentially next week or yes. maybe not in the yes. grain uh, stocks report. And uh, I thought today we'd talk a little bit about that. But before we do, uh, I want to remind everybody, you can go to our website at mckinney-flavelle.com and register for our summer market outlook which is on uh, June 27th at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we are going to be covering uh, really some important markets of uh, corn, soybeans, wheat, and sugar ahead of the June acreage uh, report uh, and uh, give some people some ideas on that. You know, it's been a a crazy three years of a a bull market. So it's going to be interesting to see how Mother Nature uh, impacts uh, what we have uh, ahead of us. So uh, go ahead and register at our uh, uh, website at McKinney-Favel.com. There you go. There's the plug, Eric. Perfect. Um, Today, I thought we would talk a little bit about that. So, um, uh, you know, everybody out there knows that you uh, are an expert in the wheat category and help a lot of our clients on that side. But uh, I thought today we'd touch a little bit on that and weather and maybe a little bit of your thoughts on corn. Yeah, definitely can touch on, on, I think, all of them um, since really, like you let off with, we are seeing a market that is very much infatuated with weather um yeah you know forecasts here being scrutinized day in day out looking for rain because sure as we all know by now it's been fairly dry here in in yep. may and june for a couple major uh corn producing states you know some areas this week have been getting in on more rains up in the the northern plains so the dakotas minnesota and even parts in the southeast Tennessee, Kentucky, down that way. And, um, you know, even it looks like this weekend, Ohio, Pennsylvania, you know, may tap in on some moisture. But unfortunately, the the central grain belt there, you know, your I states, Iowa, yes. Illinois, Indiana, have been largely yeah. missing out on these rain events the last few weeks. And we continue to see on the drought monitor for that region in particular, an expansion of dryness and and uh, conditions that are are less than ideal so far for yeah. the crops. Now, market obviously has taken that and run with it really since Memorial Day. You know, corn, for instance, we've been seeing a 
nearly three and a half week sustained rally looking at uh, December 23 futures going from just below $6 a bushel all the way up to uh, $6.30 or so per bushel as of Wednesday this week. Now we've seen a, a brief pullback here, I think, or a little bit of steam coming out of the market the last two days with prices down. You know, definitely we're overbought technically and probably even are experiencing a little bit of farmer selling with prices yeah. seeing such a big, big rally um, with the weather concern and, um, you know, farmers trying to clear out some of their old crop, get those grains and silos ready for when they harvest new crop here in the next three to four months. But uh, yeah, a lot of focus there. I think when it, you know, looking at the current conditions, like I said, and it being pretty unfavorable so far for those I states, um, you know, some yield certainly I think has to be discounted, at least for, for corn. When looking at USDA still standing at their trend line estimate of 181.5, you know, even that number would have been challenging to attain this year as it is, um, would have required, you know, perfect weather, I think, from almost every region in the belt. So was a high target, but I think definitely today, just looking at, you know, some crops dealing with stress, some smaller ear development potentially that's being discussed um, and, and what can transpire in June ahead of pollination in July. We, we probably are looking at a crop with a max potential somewhere around 176 to 177 mm. bushels per acre. And there is, I'll say, more room to the downside, obviously, if we continue to miss out on these rains. Um, you know, many of these long range forecasts have continued to look better or offer more coverage of rain. And, you know, looking at even right now, looking out, you know, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa is getting in on some of that on the lighter side, but um, seemingly as the last couple of weeks have had these similar forecasts, the, the results have been uh, underwhelming and disappointing. We just haven't got what those forecasts have uh, been indicating in terms of better rain coverage. So until we do see rain of significance, especially in that region, we probably will stay elevated. Um, and again, I think it's just really, you know, a cautionary at this point for our listeners out there, you know, not uh, a time to really panic or, or jump in and buy, but certainly just take note that we're probably dealing with a crop that's smaller on paper from what USDA is currently at. And then each, you know, three to five days that go by and we continue to miss out on rains. And especially if we miss out on pollen during the pollination window and in July, we could see, you know, maybe 170 or so or worse um, if things are really unfavorable. Now, I, on the corn side too, for some comparison, we uh, two years ago dealt with a very, very bad drought in the northern grain belt. So Dakotas, Minnesota, that region had uh, exceptionally poor conditions, but we actually came out with a nationwide cumulative yield at 176.7 bushels per acre, which was a record mm. that year. And why I call that out was because that year we were seeing, um, you know, stellar yields from those three I states, uh, you know, over 200 bushels per acre that really brought up the poor yields that we were seeing in the Northern belt. So why it's a little different 
today when looking at something like that, when you could say, well, Eric, you know, it's, you know, some regions of the grain belt have handled drought before, you know, why is a lower yield potential or a yield risk at play this year? It's because again, those uh, states to the north, um, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, they typically average around 125 to say 133 or so bushels per acre, uh, a far cry from Illinois, which last year was a record 214 bushels per acre. And Indiana was at 190 and Illinois at 200 bushels per acre. So if those three states there are seeing, you know, below average or well below average yields, we, we then would, you know, expect to see that, that total yield be more influenced by some of the poor crops there. So just some analysis there. Again, it's definitely not the time to say the crop is killed, um, right. but certainly we are seeing some degradation. I'll say quickly on wheat, really from a price standpoint, it's merely just been along for the ride with appreciating corn and soy prices, really not seeing um, as much of a concern. We, we have seen crop ratings that have slipped um, as well in, in relation with corn and soy. So right now, as of this week's update, the crop was rated 51% good to excellent, and that was way down versus a week ago at 60% good to excellent. But again, I think conditions will even start to improve next week and in reports in July because we're getting good rains this week and even over the next seven to 10 days, they should still get yeah. some good rains in the Northern Plains. And we'll probably see what I think is going to be still a, a pretty good spring wheat crop on our hands. You know, all this rain is going to really benefit them. And um, we should see some stabilizing and, and better conditions there. And, and soybeans, the name of the game there, really kind of not as concerning as corn, just because it's still a little bit early. We, we usually see uh, soybean yields and, and size implications matter more in, in very late July, August. So there's some time there, especially if the forecasts are continuing to say, July and August will be wetter. That should still maybe, you know, reach a soybean yield somewhere near where USDA is now at 52 bushels per acre. Maybe we can, maybe we come off, you know, 51 or so bushels per acre, but too early right now for, for having a, a large concern for soybeans. And, you know, again, that's going to be a very big market focus day in, day out. When we return to the office next Monday, you know, how is, how would the weather, how did the weather look over the weekend? What is the new models say going into July. And then obviously you touched on it a little bit, but the update to acreage next Friday in the June 30th report, and then the ending stocks report. So uh, we'll obviously preview this in full detail next week uh, on Friday during our podcast. And then we will also uh, see some brief mention of expectations in our webinar, like you plugged next Tuesday. But you know, what we're seeing, and I think Nicole will kind of hit on this for corn and soy at least, is maybe a little bit of upside potential to acreage for both corn and soy. So based on the intentions report, we're looking at 92 million acres for corn, 87.5 for soybeans. You know, there's some there's some thought from uh, Nicole and us that we could see that upside based on the fact, one being we were able to get these crops in the ground a little earlier than, than average. So there should have been more than enough time for farmers to 
get the plant, you know, the intended acres planted and to maybe even get more fringe acres planted. And they had ample time to do so, ample field work and a number of days to operate in the fields this, this spring. So there could be some upside potential there on wheat, maybe, maybe a slight downside. By slight, I mean 100,000, maybe 200,000 acres. Uh, we we kind of know where winter wheat is going to be planned out to be. So really, it's just a spring wheat and durum wheat consideration. Again, maybe a slight pullback there, but I don't think it's going to be a huge market mover. And from a stock standpoint, I think you know we could see um, numbers for wheat, at least, that are, are a little bit better um, than where the current balance sheet is projecting for old crop now, wheat 22-23. Probably see a little bit revision lower to exports that's going to boost the ending stocks number for, for old crop and carry into beginning stocks for new crop. So I think the current 598 million bushel ending stock projection for wheat, I think we could see that maybe go up 25 million bushels if we're seeing you know exports revise lower. Uh, since I, I know physical shipments did not meet the target for that crop year, and we, we may still we may still have more stocks on hand than the current numbers would indicate. And then in the case of corn uh, and soy, we are looking at um, a corn estimate somewhere around 4.3 billion bushels. At least that was our submission. Uh, and then soybeans at 920 million bushels. Both relatively close to where those numbers were in June of last year, 2022, uh, slightly lower. But, um, you know, again, seeing some stabilization there, I think, and coming out of some fairly bullish years, obviously, in all these markets that, you know, maybe we're kind of nearing the the bottom or or the, uh, the tightest stock situation that we see with the caveat, again, of whether or not completely decimating the, the crops this summer. So, Packed a lot in there, um, yeah. You know, a lot going on, but those are really, you know, weather, crop progress, crop conditions report next week. Those are going to be the pretty dominant headlines for the last week of June. Excellent, great recap, Eric. And I, you know, I tell you, this time of year, especially if the the weather doesn't look good, uh, or there could be potentially uh, issues, boy, a lot of volatility. So uh, a good time to reach out to McKinney and talk with us and help you navigate through it. So uh, remember our uh, webinar next uh, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can register at our website at McKinney-Flavelle.com. Uh, we're going to go ahead and have a podcast uh, next Friday. Eric, you'll be on uh, talking, uh, like we said, about the stocks and acreage reports. So we'll look forward to uh, talking with everybody there. Uh, as I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute and moment with your friends and family. And until our next podcast, take care, everybody. So long. Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit McKinney-Favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.